Welcome to part four of the Ascent series. Today we're looking for another skill that will help us in life. I believe this faith journey that we're called to is very similar to climbing a mountain. Let me read for you Psalms 123. I look to you, heaven-dwelling God, look up to you for help. Like servants, alert to their master's commands. Like a maiden, attending her lady, we're watching and waiting, holding our breath, awaiting your word of mercy. Mercy, God, mercy. We've been kicked around long enough, kicked in the teeth by complacent rich men, kicked when we're down by arrogant birds. Notice the perspective of the psalmist. He's looking to God for help. He's looking up. His gaze is heavenward. A recognition of his position. God is high. He is low. Like a servant. Or maybe a better word, like a waiter. Uh, one who is waiting and anticipating the master's command. Looking for the next opportunity to act whenever it comes. The second part of the psalm is about what happens when a person is unwilling to serve. It leads to disrespect. Disrespect is a disregard for human value. This psalm is about a major aspect of what it means to be a Christian. When I think of Jesus' example, one word comes to my mind instantly. Servant. Not one who is forced as a slave, but a free person who is willingly choosing to serve others. In the book of Mark, it says that while the disciples were one day walking on the road to Capernaum, uh, they were talking. And when they got to the place they were going to stay, uh, Jesus asked them a question. He said, what were you discussing out on the road? But they didn't answer because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. I love the fact that the disciples Jesus chose were so human. I think we can all relate. Uh, It's still something I believe we all struggle with at times, our own greatness, our significance. We all want to be important. I know I do. But look at Jesus' response. He sat down, he called the twelve disciples over to him, and he said, Whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. Notice that he didn't condemn the disciples for wanting to be great or wanting to have significance. That's not bad. Rather, he pointed them in a better direction. In fact, he took this moment to teach them a lesson. And his teaching gives us great insight into significance. He said, if anybody wants to be first, they shall be last. If you continue reading the story, it says that James and John didn't get it. The very next chapter, they come to Jesus and they ask him, Master, when we get to heaven, can one of us sit on your right and one sit on your left? And when the other ten heard this conversation, they lost their tempers at James and John. I don't think because of what they asked, but because they beat them to it. Jesus got them together and settled things down, it says. You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, he said. And when people get a little power, how quickly it goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That's what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give his way, his life away in exchange for many who are held hostage. What Jesus said always matched what he did. In the last day of his life with his disciples, the last lesson he taught them and showed them, it says that he knew his time was up. In fact, it says that he knew the Father had given him authority over everything and that he had come from God and would return to God. So at this moment, Jesus recognized and realized he was the most powerful person, most powerful being in the universe. And how did he use that power? How did he use that authority? It says he got up from the table, he took off his robe, he wrapped a towel around his waist and poured water into a basin. Then he began to wash the disciples' feet and drying them with the towel that was around his waist. And after, after washing the feet, it says he put his robe back on and sat down again and asked, Do you understand what, what I was doing? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, because that's what I am. And since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet also. I have given you example to follow. Do as I have done 
to you. See, in the kingdom of God, Jesus is saying that significance is not measured by how many people serve an individual, but rather by how many people that individual can serve. To be great, we have to learn to serve. Pastor Tommy Burnett says, The happiest person in any room is the person who is living their life for others. I think it's so true. Any room you walk into, the happiest person is the one thinking of others. So when I think of serving others, I think of adding value to others. I think of being helpful. You know, I think adding value makes somebody else's life better. What we can do is we fill a gap, we fill it, we find a need, and we do something about it. Every organization and every role is ultimately about serving others. Uh, you know, I think when it comes to work, sometimes it feels like work. Like we don't get a choice uh, to serve others or not. It's work. We're forced to. But I promise this. The moment you begin to choose to serve others, things change. And the moment we do that, we see others as God sees them. Albert Schweitzer said, I don't know what your destiny will be, but one thing I do know. The only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. If you want to discover your purpose and your destiny, you need to start serving. You'll find it by adding value to others. When we serve, we get strong. You know, I think of people that want to strengthen their legs, uh, their, their muscles in their legs. They do this extra called squat, right? You have to bend down and lift up. And the more weight you lift up, the stronger your legs get. Well, I think one of the reasons many Jesus followers are strong is because they're unwilling to bend. They're unwilling to go low and to serve. Or maybe they're unmoved by, to carry the weight of somebody else and serve others. God calls us to serve others, especially those who can never offer anything in return. Well, what do you do in serving when you don't feel like it? Um, or you don't think you can? Paul gives us some encouragement in Philippians. He said, for God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Paul's talking about the ability not just to, ha- to do God's will, but also the desire to do it. You know, I think uh, maybe what helped a lot of us is just the prayer of permission. Say something like, Lord, I know what you're asking me to do, but... I don't want to do it. So I'm giving you full permission to change the way I feel about and the way I think about it. I think if we pray that prayer, God will begin to change something inside of us. Jesus modeled for us what it means to be great in the kingdom of God, serving others. So in this song, I think the skill we need to learn is to have a willingness to serve. So my question as we end this video is this. What's your focus? Is it to serve or is it to be served?